Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Wednesday, June the 16th, 2021. We are reading from the big book in the chapter, How It Works, page 64, third paragraph, Resentment is the Number One Offender. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Kim T., 12 Traditions, Lindsay W., and readers of the text, Susan H., Lisa H., and Nancy C. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, June the 15th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 17153, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 17154. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Kim T to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, the 12 steps of OA. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked God to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me serve. I pass. Thank you, Kim T. And Lindsay W. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Lynn. This is Lindsay W. I'm a compulsive overeater in Houston, Texas. 
the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, I pass. Thank you, Lindsay W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter, How It Works, page 64, the third paragraph. Resentment is the number one offender. And Susan H. will begin reading for us. Good morning, Susan. Thank you. This is Susan H. I am very grateful, recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. Resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more alcoholics than anything else. From it stem all forms of spiritual disease. For we have been not only mentally and physically ill, we have been spiritually sick. When the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. In dealing with resentments, we set them on paper. We listed people, institutions, or principles with whom we were angry. We asked ourselves why we were angry. 
In most cases, it was found that our self-esteem, our pocket looks, our ambitions, our personal relationships, including sex, were hurt or threatened. So we were sore. We were burned up. And uh, what a what a wonderful paragraph. It's pretty much the initial directions here for our um, inventory. <sighs> Resentment being the number one offender. Uh, I I. I was burned up. I was burned up all the time. And I, uh, in my old life, in my disease, I lived in it. I enjoyed it. I talked about it a lot. I nurtured it. And, yeah, the damage was, was bad. It was, it was harsh, and I was extremely unhappy. <sighs> um, I am... Didn't write a lot, but yeah, my dealing with resentment will never be one and done because as long as I live, even as a recovered compulsive overeater, resentments will pop up. And um, every time they do, and I deal with it as the big book says, it shows me how much I'm loved how I'm like other compulsive overeaters in what I thought was the most horrible person in the world. Nah, nah, I'm human. And where to turn when these things come up? I don't have to live in them anymore and I don't have to relish them to make me like everybody else. Yeah, it is such a better way to let go of my resentments every day. They come up, and I can let them go. And, yeah, I am so grateful that we have clear-cut directions for just how to deal with these things. Um, I have a lot of notes, little notes from when I read it with my sponsor. Trust, he will help. And, uh, yeah, honesty, honesty, ask higher power. It's true. I have... (laughs) gradually learned I have to take these things to my higher power first and then sharing them. It just, it works. And I I don't know how to say it any better than that. It does work and it keeps me sane. It helps me accept the unacceptable. And I am grateful and I'm running out of things to say, so I guess I will pass. Thanks. Thank you, Susan H. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared yesterday or the day before, please step back and let others have their turn. And please, say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Pauline G. Dara L. Larry K. Charles H. Carmela G. Okay. Can we stop there just for a minute, please? Because I know I've missed a lot of people. Let me tell you who I did hear. I heard Harlan G. I believe I heard Dara. I heard Larry K, Charles L, 
H and Carmela G. Who did I miss, please? Colleen M. Reva P. Okay, that's great. I've got our lineup now. I have Harlan G, Dara L, I believe it is, Larry K, Charles H, Carmela G, Colleen M, and Reva P. Good morning, Harlan. Good morning, Lynn. Thank you very much for your service, and thank you to Team Wednesday for making this magnificent meeting possible. Let's take a look at one of the most unbelievable paragraphs in this book, and this is the instructions not only for the first three paragraph, first three columns, excuse me, of my inventory, but it gives me a lot of information here. Let's take a look at it. I'm going to use a four-column inventory for resentment. I'm going to use a four-column inventory for fear and a five-column inventory for sex. I don't need any forms. I don't need to download anything off the Internet. It's a very simple process. The first three columns are, let's see here, hmm, it says here, in dealing with resentments, we set them on paper. Column one. Who or what do I resent? It's not always a who, it can be a what. I had a deep resentment against things like the expression, blood is thicker than water. Anytime someone said that, I was automatically left out. There were other things too I have at the time. We listed people, institutions, or principles with whom we were angry. We asked ourselves why we were angry. Column two, what did they do to me? In 19 words or less, do not go into a book I was taught on why you're angry. The example on the next page, 19 words or less. So we've got the first two columns. Here's the third. In most cases, it was found that our self-esteem, our pocketbooks, our ambitions, our personal relationships, including sex, were hurt or threatened. So that's the first three columns. Column one, who or what are we upset about? Column two, in 19 words or less, why are we mad? Column three, what basic instinct or instincts are affected? What could be simpler? They should have made it more complicated. It would have been a little easier for OA people because we have a tendency as a whole to kind of overcomplicate things, but it's very simple. Why do I love resentments? What is the enchantment to a resentment? Why do I nurture them and feed them and propagate them? Because they allow me to abdicate responsibility for my own life. When I am in resentment, I can blame somebody else. If they hadn't have done that to me, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in today. And so I love a good resentment because it makes me feel holier than thou. And every time I think about that resentment, I change it just a little bit and I make the other person's position a little more villainous, a little more nefarious, and mine a little more innocent until I'm the driven snow and they were like snidely whiplash. They came along and they did me dirt. And this is a paragraph that without which there is no program. This paragraph is one of the cornerstones. Thank you for giving me my time here today, Lynn. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Harlan G. 
Dara L., it's your turn, followed by Larry K. Good morning, Dara. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And um, yeah, so I was looking at this paragraph today and thinking like, well, why, right? Why is resentment the number one offender? Like what's wrong with resentment, you know? And um and something actually that I think is so beautiful is that AA owes its start to a resentment. You know, the Oxford group sprung out of a resentment. Um, and so, you know, like I just think, okay, so, you know, what's the difference, right, between a resentment that leads to this beautiful fellowship that I'm a part of that has saved my life? And a resentment that leads me to, you know, do what I did, which was to end up, you know, face down, bent over a toilet, um, you know, vomiting my guts out every day, which was, was, was the way that I was living and in and out of institutions. And so, you know, what are the differences between those two things? And my experience is, is that when I invite God in to anything, my life gets better and I get freer and there's beauty and there's grace and there's magic. And when I ease God out, you know, which is what I was taught ego is, then, you know, there's nothing. There's just emptiness. There's loneliness. There's despair. There's hating myself and hating other people and wanting to die and wanting to kill. And so resentment, you know, as I read this paragraph, is the number one offender because it leads to untreated, right? Untreated by God, untreated by spirit, untreated by step work. It leads to just this like cancerous soul sickness. And, and I know what it is to feel that way. I know, you know, I know the pain of that. And, and also, I know what it is to be in recovery. I mean, yesterday I had two resentments, you know, and I called up different people and I gave away 10 steps and I, and and I felt closer to God, you know, after giving away those 10 steps than I felt certainly before those resentments came up. And so for me, you know, the difference in my life experience is not the problem. You know, the difference is the solution. And in the disease, what I would do is I'd get a resentment and I'd try to get everybody else to agree with me. And, you know, this person is hateful. And, you know, let me tell you about what they did and blah, 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 you know, yada, 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 and all that stuff. And it just left me feeling more and more and more spiritually bankrupt and empty and sick inside. And today, when I get a resentment, I realize that like, okay, yeah, the problem's in me. I'm disturbed and I want to reconnect to my sense that we're all interconnected and there's God in each and every one of us, including me. And so how do I do that? I call a a recovered fellow. I I talk about what's happening and I get to have a mini miracle, you know, each and every day. And and that's just my experience with this step. It's like, there is nothing to fear. Oh, and I heard my timer. There's nothing to fear when I invite God into the space of resentment Um, and I'll pass. And thank you so much for your service. Thank you, Dara L. Larry Kay, it's your turn, followed by Charles H. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Lynn. I get a turn here. Uh, you know, it's it's um, it's easy to get stuck in the darkness of my my character defects. You know, they're like uh, emotional quicksand, and they exert a, a strong kind of downward pull on my psyche. And and sometimes, you know, when we when I think about this step, the past traps us through this unexamined clutter. You know, because it seems like it's spilling and pouring in from everywhere, every corner, and it's kind of elbowing, elbowing me out from the possible, from the new and the possible. It's like Charles 
boxing me out from getting a rebound in basketball. I ain't getting a rebound if Charles is boxing me out, right? And it hijacks my daydreams because I replay past injustices, all those nagging guilts. And perhaps it lives on where I, 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 you know what I do? I mentally litigate a relationship that's a decade old or I rage against the person who belittled me or, or I rage against myself because I once fell for, for someone else's nonsense. Of course, they were only human like me, you know? And, and, and there's a strong urge to right wrongs that can never be erased, to revisit hurt from which I should have been protected to cling to lost love. Can you relate to those things? See, I can. And those are natural human inclinations to a point and for a time. They're natural. Well, guess what, Larry? Time's up. It's an axiom, sort of an accepted truth of psychology that we are some recombination of all our yesterdays. And so to move forward, we're urged to look back. We got to reexamine. Okay, but there's a point where appreciation and analysis of the past becomes kind of like a, like a gum on my psychological shoe. It sticks me in place. It doesn't allow me to move forward. And like gum, it, it doesn't just disappear on its own. It needs some scraping. And for me, the fourth step is like some sacred scraping. You ever, you ever scraped ice from your windshield, from the side windows, the rear windshield? See, I'm, I'm impatient. It's not fun, but how clearly do I want to see? Because if I want to see, you know, if I, if I want to see clearly and I do kind of a, a half job because I'm in a hurry, I've been impatient. Now, God's doing his part. He's providing the heat, you know, and he's running the defrost and all that stuff and it's melting. But damn it, it's cold out. It's, I'm uncomfortable. Maybe I can get away with doing just enough. So I start driving away to my destination, step five but I've done an in, incomplete job scraping. So this is a simple, simple deal. Just scrape, just scrape, Larry, as a daily practice. Thanks, Lynn. With that, I pass. Thank you, Larry K. Charles H., it's your turn, followed by Camilla G. Welcome, Charles. Thanks. Welcome, Lynn, 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 Lynn. Love you. Thank you for your service. Um, take out the garbage, Charles, every single day. We, we, we can't be having a place, your house, your temples all stinked up every day. Take out that garbage. And, um, you know, the definition for me in self-esteem is confidence in one's own worth or ability, self-respect. Why is my self-esteem always affected when I'm re-hating something? Um, it's because of self-centered fear. And, and I heard on this line from a very wise person, Young lady from, you know, from over there. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna blow it up. But that first, that fear is frustration, ego, anxiety, and resentment. So it's self-centered fear underneath everything. You know, something is not following my script. That's why, like, when I do the eleven step review and I say, "Oh no, I wasn't resentful. I'm a liar." Uh, even, even if it didn't come to the surface, but it's in my mind. And I want to be so, and, and, and this, this paragraph says spiritual three times. I suffer from a spiritual malady, a spiritual disease. And, and, and it talks about in the previous paragraph, to be rid of self, we got to do this promptly. We, we hear these fast words, right, like launch, promptly, you know, and it's a skill set. Last Friday we talked about a course, a skill set. 
And the crazy thing is that, you know, we got stuff like in 2021, like uh, the OA toolkit. And, you know, I, I get a lot of OA toolkits and I love it, but I don't get the phone calls to match the toolkit. The phone call got to match the toolkit because, because step four is basically step 10. Well, step four, the process four through nine. You know, we're, I think we forget that on page 84 where it says we discuss it with somebody, you know, and make amends quickly. So it's a skill set, right? And, and we're going to go to that. We're going to go to the, the next part of the inventory. But resentment, is, it's a killer. And, 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 and if, you want, if I'm going to front like I don't have it, like I'm such a recovered boy, um, and I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm fearful every single day. And the more – no one can't put a uh, – uh, an amount on your um, on your ten steps. Nobody can do it. You could do a million, or you could do fifty. Whatever, whatever's getting into your mind, whatever's in your clutter. So yeah, I just wanted to um, bring that out. We do it quick. We do it quick because it messes with us. We do it quick because it's killing me spiritually. I got a spiritual disease, so I got a spiritual program to counteract the spiritual disease, and it's all fear based. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Charles H. Carmela G., it's your turn, followed by Colleen M. Good morning, Carmela. Good morning, Lynn. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you for everybody on the line, for all who have shared and all who are listening. My name is Carmela G., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New York. Resentment. Step four. If it wasn't for that inventory, I would still... Be lying to myself. For six decades, I lied. No, no, I'm loving and kind. I'm loving and kind. And then I would seize. I mean, I could feel it in my gut. And I didn't understand why I had to soothe with a substance just to quiet that seething, that anger, that resentment, and the fourth step allowed me to dig in and reveal to myself, me. It was my thoughts that I was blocking with a substance. It allowed me to realize that what I was searching for was love and my fear was being abandoned by everyone. And only that inventory got me through to understand. And steps one through three taught me about a relationship with a power greater than myself that would give me all the love I would ever need for the rest of my life and that I was human. Wow. What a reality that was. I always thought I was divine. I was a human, and everyone around me was human. And this inventory and delving in to the reality and filling out those, those comments and those columns gave me such a relief, and then turning it over. What a relief. 
and today living in the 10th step, which is really step four through nine, and working it because my humanness still causes me to have a fear, still causes me to have a resentment. That's never going to go away, so I must live in it, and then I must demonstrate it so that you can see true love and kindness to others. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Carmela G. Colleen M., you're up next, followed by Reva P. Good morning, Colleen. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for um, everyone that's putting this meeting together. I'm Colleen M., a recovered uh, compulsive overeater from Maryland. I just uh, wanted to make some comments about step four. I, uh, you know, the more I get recovered the work, um, the more I can see myself more honestly. And that has been my my most challenging work in in my recovery. Uh, Like I just said, I had myself convinced that I was a loving, kind, compassionate, giving person. (laughs) And... uh, you know, I, I see more and more my higher power is showing me more and more the the wreckage that I have left in my past um, by being this loving, kind, compassionate person who wanted to run the show and manipulate all the people in my life that I said I loved. Um, and I caused a lot of damage to those people. And uh, I have a lot of regret. So, um, you know, being, you know, the more I do the work, the the more honest, and like her, you know, six decades in, I'm still trying to friggin' get honest with myself, you know, and stop trying to rationalize, but if they didn't do this, then I wouldn't. I love what Larry said about, you know, I spent a lot of time in my head um, working on relationships that have been gone for 20 years, and it's absolutely ridiculous and absurd when I say it out loud, but, um, I don't like to be wrong. I want to be perfect. Um, I want to be the higher power. And I am not. And the more I can let go of that, the freer I can get. I want to be free today. So thanks to everyone that's saving my life on this line. Have a great day. I'll pass. Thank you, Colleen M. And Reva, it's your turn. Good morning, Reva P. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. I really wanted to share on this paragraph because I know resentment. I am a queen of resentment. And, um, you know, it's one thing to get angry. It's another thing to refeel, relive, replay the anger over and over and over. And just like I do with the food when I ingest a certain substances and ingredients, um, it, it triggers this, you know, craving where I just want more and more and more. I sort of get the same thing with the resentment. I, pick, I get a resentment and I just replay it over and over and it gets bigger and bigger and reforms and reshapes and, and just destroys. I love the word destroys. It will destroy me. So just like I can't handle certain foods, ingredients, behaviors, this book and this first step of the inventory process the skill set of four through nine, I'm starting to identify what is destroying me, what is the manifestation of self. Um, and I love, I love this business when the spiritual malady is overcome. 
I will straighten out mentally and physically. I had it backwards. Everything was 180 degrees backwards. Um, and this program totally shifts my perception. I thought if I got everybody else and institutions and the world to do as I wished, I would be okay. Um, and I saw that it was killing me, killing me. And this tells me, don't focus on the food plan. Don't focus on, on trying to will myself out of these defects. I focus on the spiritual. I focus on doing the work 4 through 12 to get access to this power that does for me what I cannot do for myself. I cannot will myself out of resentment. I do these simple columns. I follow it through to the end of the process, and somehow it gets lifted. And why is my self-esteem and all my instincts affected um, when I'm in resentment? Because I have learned through the inventory process, I assign a role to everybody and everything. And it's everybody's job to make me feel okay. And when they don't do it, I am threatened. And I am like in fear, grasping and grasping, please fulfill my instinctual needs. And if only everything on the outside would be okay, then I could be at peace. And it's backwards. The spiritual malady is means I need to do the work to access a power that fills that hole in my soul, that quiets the resentment, that quiets the fears. Um, and it's nobody's job to do that. That is God's job. I'm looking for the wrong play, the wrong thing, like somebody shared the wrong stress on the wrong syllable. I'm knocking on the wrong door. It's God's job, and I thought it was other people's jobs. Thank you, God, for this simple process. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. And if you came online a little Brenda. bit later this morning, we are on page 64, the third paragraph, resentment is the number one offender. Brenda A. Your Thank you, Brenda. Although we Mr. value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared yesterday or the day before, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once, as it does help me hear everybody. I already heard Brenda and Rain. Who else would like to share, please? Cheryl A. Okay, thank you. Let me tell you who I heard. I heard Brenda, Rain, Janice, Susan, and Cheryl. Can I have one more, please? Nancy J. Perfect. Thank you very much. This is the lineup that I heard. I'm sorry for everybody that I didn't hear, but I've heard Brenda, Rain, Janice, Susan, Cheryl, and Nancy, and I will need initials of your last name for everybody. So, Brenda, can you start us off, please? Yes, good morning, and thank you all for your service. This is Brenda A. in New York, recovered one day at a time, and grateful to all of you and to my higher power. Uh, Resentment. I recently started to do 10 steps on two pussycats that have lived in our family for years. And I would actually become enraged when they would do something. What did they do to me? 
They crashed last night. They crashed a large glass bowl of prepared fish to the ground. Or they'll go onto my um, desk and throw everything to the ground. And I'm saying, but the rage was crazy. And what was it affecting? Well, it was affecting my emotional well-being. It was affecting my relationships. It was affecting my pocketbook. But what was my role? I was so self-centered. I was expecting those pussycats to live life the way I do, according to my terms. And then I said to myself, thy will be done, God. And you know what? I no longer resent them. I'm no longer screaming or acting like a mad woman when a cat knocks over a vase with my favorite flowers. Thank you, one and all. Thank you for giving me peace and serenity and being able to do a step 10 on pussycats or robotic phone call systems. Thank you. It works and it restores me and keeps me recovered rather than running into food. Thank you, one and all. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Brenda A. Rain, you're up next, followed by Janice. Good morning, Rain. Press star one to unmute, please. Okay, so maybe I didn't hear a rain, but I know I heard a Janice. Janice, are you available? I am. Thank you very much for doing such a great job of listening. (laughs) Janice PM from Massachusetts. Yes, I am a, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. The number one offender. Boy, I wish I knew then what I know now. And it's, I mean, this could be in a big, 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 big sign. Number one. That means it's the first. It's the leader of the pack. Resentments. Boy, was it ever for me. It's what you did to me that's in the forefront of my mind. This is why this fourth step is just so, you know, and it continues for today. We have the problem and we have a solution Fathers. And when they told me to pray for the person that I had the resentful for, I went, they're crazy. You don't know what they did to me. Poor me, poor me, you know. But like was so eloquently said, it was the fear that I wasn't going to be getting what I wanted. Uh, you know, I was resenting. I was the victim. And you know what? You work with people and you say, well, do you want to get rid of the resentment? They say, of course, of course I do. Well, then you have to pray for them. Well, no, I don't want to do that. Well, then you want to keep it. You know, it's doing something for me. If I keep the resentment, then I don't have to look at myself. But an offender is an enemy. An enemy offends me. It hurts me, does harm to me, supposedly. But it's what part, I not what part, it's the role that I played. I allowed it to linger and linger, and it still comes up. I mean, with my son, it doesn't, you know, it comes up, it's hidden so deep. And until I can, you know, really ask my higher power to help me get rid of this feeling of again and again, re means again, sentire means to feel. 
So it's to refill the old feelings because you see, I have an emotional illness and I refill it and refill it and I get more angry and oh, and you know, it doesn't feel good. It just doesn't, it felt good before because oh yeah, see, this is what they did to me so I could blame them. But you know, today it doesn't feel good. Why, why is it that I feel like this? I'm always reliving that old hurt. Imagine carrying that around like a, like a chain, a ball and chain, carrying it around when all it will do is hurt me and I'll hate myself for it. And, you know, the old saying, you know, I take the poison and uh, they don't even know anything about it. My son doesn't know. My, 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 uh, my father didn't know. But that's the block of the sunlight that I couldn't. That's why I kept picking up that food. Because I had to refill that hurt. And in order to get better, I, I felt that food was the problem. But it wasn't the problem because I was taught I have a spiritual disease. You know, not only I'm physical. Yes, okay. So that's where it's at, spiritual. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janice P.M. Susan, it's your turn, followed by Cheryl. Good morning, Susan. Press star one to unmute, please. Hi, uh, Lynn. Can you hear me? I can now. Can we have the initial of your last name, Susan, please? It's A as an apple. Thank you. Go ahead, Thank Susan. Thank you for your service. Um, hello, everybody. This, uh, what I wanted to share is there's so many gems in this big book that I, could, I can't say which is the most important or which is the most valuable, but this paragraph with, and how my sponsor helped me see resentment is very, very high on the list. And uh, I did learn uh, learn about the definition of the word resentment. My sponsor taught me that it means to resend or to refeel. So whatever feelings are are ongoing in my mind and thoughts, that's when I know to do a tenth step. And of course, the, as someone shared, the tenth step is steps four through nine and it's it's totally changed my life it's totally this uh resent understanding of resentment it doesn't have to be anger which is what i thought resentment meant but it can be sadness loneliness fear shame guilt whatever feeling i'm carrying as if i'm like santa claus but the pack on my back is filled with ongoing and deepening resentments to the point where I'm trudging the road of horrible destiny and um, without a way to let that go, which is provided here, I will keep trudging that horrible road. Um, And many people call it a turnaround where we get to acknowledge our negative thoughts and feelings on paper and with it. Um, a sponsor or another recovered person um, and then 
then the next three columns allow us to see our part in it and and to let go of those you know difficult feelings that are just bringing us down um, and what else did I want to share um the ability to catch these resentments before they grow huge, like Clifford, uh, the big red dog, he just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And the daily 10th step allows me to quickly see that I'm carrying some negative emotion and there's a way to let it go. And it's a healthy uh, way that leads to recovery. And it's the best thing that I've you know, been able to learn in order to let go and let God. And, and as the previous sharer said, it's spiritual, but it's also for me, it's like psychological as well and mental. So with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Susan A. Cheryl, it's your turn, followed by Nancy. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning. Uh, this is Cheryl A., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Brookline, Massachusetts. Um, thank you so much for your service and for everyone who shared today. This, this process of the fourth step is a gift to, um, to all of us who are addicts and to all of us who just don't know really how to grow up in the world because it teaches us what to do with the real dependencies, it teaches me what to do with the dependencies that I have on people, on places, on institutions, on principles, um, and how to break from them. And I get to go through this process at the first level when I, which I did when I first came in, but then I get to go over and over and over into deeper. I get to mine deeper inside myself. Those, cra- it, those those resentments that hide in the cracks and crevices of me, and it never fails. In I was reading um, <clears throat> last night Bill W.'s letter in 1958 on emotional sobriety, and, and he talked about it as the next frontier in the application of the 12 steps, and he talked about the basic flaw had always been our dependence on circumstance and on people to supply me, this is Bill's quote, with the prestige, security, and the like. And later on, he writes that I found I had to exert every ounce of will and action to cut off these faulty emotional dependencies upon people and upon, indeed, upon any set of circumstances whatsoever. And the process of the fourth step in dealing with resentments in my experience, is the process of breaking these dependencies because it's what teaches me to turn and look at where am I? I am not an eternal victim to all that happens. I don't have to be anyway. And the hope in this is to go and look at this square on two feet flat on the ground and look at the mechanism of my dependence and then how that results in my resentment. And the, uh, the, the opportunity, of course, is a life that is broken from those. But as Bill says, that's where I get to really grow up. 
that's where I get to have an independence that is based on my depend my my dependence on God in the right place. And when it says the spiritual malady, when that is overcome, the malady that pulls me away from my alignment with God, that is where my dependence must be front and center. And this process of the 12 steps just keeps me at um, getting deeper and deeper to the root of it inside so that I can pull out root, root, not just the branch, but the actual root and cut the dependencies that cause my resentments and my fears so that I can be aligned with God. And thank you so much. And I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you, Cheryl A. And Nancy, it's your turn. Good morning, Nancy. Thank you so much, Lynn. Um, you know, I I just feel uh, again the tremendous value of of this big book study, and I've never I've read that paragraph at the bottom of page sixty four many many times, but I've never actually studied every word of it, and that's what this big book study. Uh, encourages me to do is to really read it and think about it and and you know looking at it I realized as many times as I've read it um, I've never really uh, considered what it means about what are what are the injuries what are the injuries the injuries aren't the 19 words or less the injuries according to this this reading, are affects my. It's the sex relations, the self-esteem, the fear. Those are the injuries. And that middle column, the cause, the 19 words or less, that's really like what I think of in my mind as the soap opera, that we could go on for hours about that. But it's very hard for me personally to talk about what it really affects, the injuries. I'd much rather stick in the world of the soap opera, what happened to me, the wrongs that were done to me, um, why I'm upset. That's, that's where, especially before I had any recovery, that's as far as my mind would go. What people did to me, why I'm upset, the soap opera. But it's very difficult for me to actually take a deep breath and look at what is it affecting. And I'll I'll use my office as an example. I would go into work and get very strung out, very upset, very tense, and just going over over in my mind what this one should have done and this one should have. That's the soap opera was as far as I got. But to admit, and and I'm getting better at it, not great at it, but getting better at it, to say, okay, I'm afraid. What's happening at work is creating fear in me, or it's it's affecting my self-esteem. That's very painful for me to admit that. Oh, it's affecting my self-esteem. It's it's uh, it's affecting my ambitions. It's that is difficult, and that's the injury. And and uh, and so interesting to look at the injury column. In many cases, it could be one word. You know, we can go on for hours about 
what people have done to us in our minds. And even then, it's hard to keep that to 19 words or less because that's so big in our mind, so big in my mind, what people are doing to me. But to boil it down to just a word or two, what the injury is, that is so revealing. It's so hard to do, to admit that all this this incident, for example, at work, it could be, I could pick one of a million. What does it boil down to? It boils down to fear. I'm afraid. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Nancy. There's time left for one share. Who would like that? Kelly. Okay, Kelly, I heard you. Please go ahead. Hey, guys, this is Kelly S. Belt with an EY um, in Oklahoma, recovered compulsive eater and bulimic. Ah, grateful to be on the line today. Um, a lot of great stuff. I just really wanted to share on this paragraph, and I know a lot of it's already been said, but let me say it again. So, you know, there's a promise right here about when the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. You know, and I know I had the same thing. I just thought if I could get a good food plan, if I could lose the weight, if I could stop the binging and purging, then I'd be happy. And I spent 30-something years in these rooms thinking that was the solution. And, of course, I missed the thesis sentence in We Agnostic that the whole problem is that I have a spiritual problem, right? And I have a spiritual malady. And it tells me in the steps, we've heard it over and over, and it says in the 12th step that, you know, if we have a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So why, you know, somebody yesterday shared, I love, we have to know why we're doing this work. Why am I doing a four step? It's not just to look at the crap and feel the shame and the guilt and all the things that I want to think, right? It's to get unblocked so I can have this spiritual connection because this resentment stems, it says, stems all forms of spiritual disease, dis-ease. And I like to say it like that because I'm, I have that dis-ease within me <clears throat> and you know, I've heard my sponsor talk about, you know, people have been talking about this faulty dependence, and that's me, and this resentment, that re-feeling over and over and over. And when I'm feeling those things, that has the power in me. My sponsor talks about whatever I'm in my head, those people, those places, those are my gods. And I don't know why I'm like, what? And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm giving, food was my god, people are my god, these resentments are my gods. So that's the problem. Those things are blocking me. So if I truly believe, the solution isn't the food. I have to put the food down. I get that. And I have to work these steps. The steps aren't the solution. This big book isn't the solution. What's my solution? God. It's access to God. These steps get me to God. This book has the instructions to get me to this God. But if I don't get rid of these resentments, you know, I continue to have all these other false gods before that. And so when the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically we get promises along this whole thing. That's what's so awesome about this program. I don't have to wait till I'm done. I don't ever arrive. I always thought I would. Got me into a lot of trouble. I'm telling you guys that. But, you know, we just keep doing this work. And someone talked about that. We get to mine our deeper self. And I love that because the more I do the work, the more I get to see, more is revealed, right? I get closer to God. And I get to learn. I have to lean into God. That is my real solution today. And I missed that for 30-something years. I just wanted to share that. And, Lynn, thank you so much for your service. And it's good to be on the meeting today. I passed. Thank you, Kelly S. Thank you to everyone who shared. And thank you to Team Wednesday. 
please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today's meeting, Wednesday, June the 16th at 7 a.m., is 17163. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Lisa H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, my fellow. <clears throat> Excuse me, my fellow Lisa H. Uh, recovered in Tennessee. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.